Bum, 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 It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, 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 Smegheads, my name's Jed Shepherd, and I'm Daniela Phillips. Thank you very much for joining us once again for Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, subscribing and uh, commenting and and uh, listening every week. And thank, thanks for the uh, DM uh, sea otter pictures as well. Oh, you got some sea, yeah, sea otter pictures? Did yeah, you really? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> wow. no dick pics. I didn't get anything. <laughs> okay, maybe if I say, if any girls out there want to send me, what do they want to send me through? Um, yeah, if they want to send me their robot <laughs> pictures, I was going to say beaver pics, but then that just sounds <laughs> no, really weird. Robot pics. Send me some robots or some, I don't know, something cool. Um, and what have you been up to, Daniela, before I get myself in this trouble? I've basically been watching Grease Live a lot. How many times have you watched it? Three times. Have you? Yeah. I need to watch it. Everyone says it's good. It's it, really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Grease, but like I've never really thought in this kind of format it would be decent no. but i heard the sets are great as well the, the fact that they did it all live in one take it's just incredible the the production of it is top notch yeah well if you think about it a theater production is in one take as well isn't it yeah that's true but i mean the scenes they they're the doing they yeah 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 i can yeah because they've got cameras to, to think of and stuff yeah 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 i like the whiz live that was good i didn't watch that i'm not really a fan of oh. the whiz um, and what else have you been up to? Anything exciting? Uh, it's been very musical related. I've been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack a lot yeah. as well. I need to get into that. Everyone's into oh, that except yeah, for me. Really and everyone's talking board, about it and yeah. quoting it. And I know nothing about it. The first few times it's like, oh, okay. And then suddenly it'll, it'll click and you'll yeah. be like, this is the greatest You're thing You're thinking ever. of going to see it in, in America, right? I'd like to, yeah. Okay. But it's really difficult to get tickets. Yeah, unless you pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars yeah yeah and um, I'm, I'm stupid enough to do that for musicals really yeah i'm tempted i'm i'm, I'm tempted maybe i'll come with you we can go yeah. um be a bit weird <laughs> smegheads on the road smegheads on the road yeah <laughs> kickstarter <laughs> and we got up on stage into the acapella version of uh of the, <laughs> kickstarter of the... to get us to new york and <laughs> um, that'd be cool um what have i been up to i just did my usual stuff i'm still waiting for a forbes magazine um, article to be published mm. that'd be cool i think that's quite soon they told you've me been to the doctors you've been poorly <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't been poorly. I just need to get a check. I, ne- I never go to the doctor to see it. And like uh, you might have heard before, my wrist hurts and my thumb hurts because every time I play sports, apart. yeah, I do injure myself. And um, I've never been able to sleep. It's going to get really deep straight away. This is a Red Dwarf. If this is the first time you've listened to it, we'll, we'll get onto Red Dwarf yeah, in a eventually, second. eventually, after we hear about uh, <laughs> yeah. Jed's admin. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so I'll go into a doctor's. Kind of like an annual checkup, but I sent him an email before I went with a list of things that were wrong with me. And he got there and he was reading off this list. So like we, he took my blood, which I wasn't expecting, took blood and my blood pressure and stuff. And then, um, so he was like, oh, because he Did was checking me. Did you have to bend over and cough? Well, 
almost. He was like, he said, <laughs> okay, and, and viewers of a nervous disposition like switch off. He said to me, how are your testicles? <laughs> can I say that? Yeah. And I was like, can. yeah, they're all right. How are yours? Because I didn't, <laughs> didn't know what to say to that question. Say. Um, so he didn't, he didn't check those. Um, but then he also like, as a, he was saying something and then he just went off the cuff. You could do with losing, losing the stone. I was like, all right, mate, cheers. You could do with losing the stone. Join the club, Joe. Join the club. Nice, but like, and, and here I am eating the biggest packet of Doritos ever. So he wouldn't be I'm too pleased with me. I'm resisting because I do need to lose a stone. I don't think so. I don't uh, think you do. I don't think the guys off the reddwarf.co.uk forum think you need to lose a stone. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you, but um, needed. Yeah, but no, but he didn't actually help me with anything that's actually wrong with me. He just said, uh, if your sleep's a problem then uh but you're st- but you're not having s- trouble during the day then it's fine and your wrists will just heal and doctors are useless aren't they yeah but it sounds like he's not too concerned which is a good thing I what guess. i'm worried about though okay is because i've never broken a bone right mm. or really been properly sick or ever been to hospital yeah same so, but he's so he's taking a blood sample and a urine sample mm. that was sprung on me as well i'm wondering if they're going to find out that i'm some kind of because I've because I've been watching a lot of X Files recently, kind of an alien hybrid that can't be injured, that can't be. I think you're right. Do you think? Yeah, you think, I think, think so. Think you, get, you get you get cold. You get the sniffles every now. Yeah, and Yeah, that's again, true. But mostly so. just from you. Yeah. You you, you, you <laughs> have been like patient zero. <laughs> yeah. Every time you're sick, a few weeks later, I kind of get a milder version. <laughs> Sorry, but Jay. It's fine. Um, I think t- touch wood. I've been healthy this year. For the lot, yeah, for a few days you've been you've been pretty yeah, healthy. Yeah, 2016 has <laughs> been okay. Yeah, Long actually, you do look. Continue. You look besides the, besides your um, thinking that you're over it, which you're not. You know, you, you look you look more chipper than usual. Oh, thanks, yeah. Um Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, and we have got a oh, and just to let you know before I forget the end, uh, next week, uh, next week's show, we have got uh, a guest, and uh, because the, the next week's show is called a Dimension Jump. And Dimension Jump is also the name of the Red Dwarf fan convention that happens almost every year. And there's one next year, not this year. And that's Dimension Jump 17. So they've done it 17 times. Wow. And uh, the, one of the people, one of the main people that run it is a woman named Jo Sharples, who runs the Red Dwarf uh, official fan club. And she'll be on next week. Uh, we'll quiz her cool. about what goes on at these conventions. What can people expect? How what can to I dress up, up as? Yeah, yep. all the cosplay because you're into cosplay. Uh, Daniela is dressed like cat right now. Am I? Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> just, just imagine her dressed like cat. She's the got the gym, pointy so teeth. No got makeup on. <laughs> no, yeah, she looked like. So maybe. I'm more probably Crichton. Like. Yeah, I didn't want to say yeah, or, or a dead cat maybe. Um, <laughs> but the episode we're talking about this week is it's a great one. Uh, I like it. Um, but from from Daniela's face, I'm guessing she doesn't like it I as much like as me. It, no. Okay, well we'll, well we'll come on to that. And every time I say something that I like, tell me why it isn't good because I do want to know okay. and don't hold back. Um, okay, so uh, Whitehole as uh, is all, always kind of like up there when people vote for their favourite Red Dwarf episodes because it's one of the ones where. There's, it's like a science fiction action film. There's, there's quite a lot going on. There's stakes. There's actual... Like, like most Red Dwarf episodes, they don't have, like, stakes. Like, you're not worried about anything. But here, you are worried about Holly possibly disappearing forever, even though she's a computer. Wasn't too I was worried. worried. I would, well, and obviously, because with rewatches, you know what happens. But 
But I, I was, was worried. Wa- I was obviously I was worried because I don't want the rest of the crew to die. But I was yeah. quite happy for Holly to go away. Okay. Well, before we get into the episode, then do you how important do you think Holly is to to the crew? Not important. But she's the one that's um getting in getting them oh, to okay i guess Earth, i guess yeah in that respect but in in terms of as a tv audience i don't think she adds anything oh was that a fault of hattie hayridge or is that just the character um i haven't enjoyed hattie hayridge as much as norman love it yeah but also yeah. i think this season she's been pretty poor <laughs> Sorry, sorry, <laughs> about the bush. Okay, this is. I don't know. Maybe cause she hasn't been. She hasn't been very involved. She has well, seemed is, a bit. Well, this is a Holly episode. Really, I know, and so. I didn't like. It. Oh, okay. So you've got. So you're one of those uh, girls, then. What, what does that mean? You hate other girls. I'm only joking. No. <laughs> I'm only joking. No. Um, okay, so we start off. We start off with a kind of. I had yeah, a, hair pulled back as well. Because that means that means that you're a supercomputer, surely. Okay. Yeah, it means you're intelligent. Um, so we um, it starts off in a kind of a, a weird angle. All you can see. What's happened to your tea? Yeah, I poured. So I ha- I'm having decaf tea, and I I know it looks disgusting, doesn't it? I poured double cream in it, and if you leave double cream, <laughs> double cream in tea for like two seconds, it just like makes a kind of skin of like dairy. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I know the doctor told me to to lose a stone. And I'm drinking double cream, like by the cupful. But you only you only live once, right? Can't believe I said you only live once. Yolo, hashtag Yolo. Oh my God, I want to kill myself. Right. Um. Okay. So it starts off with uh, the view from. Uh, it kind of looks like Crichton's on another planet or something, or like the ship's crashed or something because. Um, it's a very weird angle to start with, but you're seeing it from the point of view of our friend, the one uh, that you know and love, Talky Toaster. Annoying. He's not annoying. He's Really? I find him a bit annoying. I like him. I like him. Um, and I don't know if I like him just because there's a little bit more about him in the books and stuff. Because if, if, just imagine, right? Okay. He's got artificial intelligence, right? He's been given a, a small amount of artificial intelligence and he's had that from three million years ago. And so he's had been intelligent and and kind of alive for three million years. No wonder he wants to talk to people. Yeah, fair enough. And um, and yeah, he, and like he says, like a, it's his raison d'etre. He he needs to provide people with toast. Otherwise, what is a toaster? It's like a milkman. If a milkman didn't deliver milk, what would he deliver? Who, deli- who has a milkman these days? No, I wish I wish I did. I remember my. Um, Sneaking out like at night, but at night when you were like eight years old is like five o'clock, and uh, <laughs> putting a note in the milk bottle before my parents saw, saying, "Please only bring chocolate milk." So like the next day, instead of bringing like normal milk, it would just be like four oh. pints of like chocolate milk, and my parents would be like, "What the hell is this?" The milkman got it wrong again, and I was like, "Ah, uh-huh. chocolate milk for me." We used to have a milkman when I was really young, but they've been around they were around for for a long time it was only like in the last like five six years that you don't really see them that often yeah are they completely gone or no no there are milkman yeah though i don't see that many milk floats i mean they did diversify which is how you you survive (laughs) they were doing like orange juice and they were doing eggs and bread just like they're kind of staples okay yeah but now amazon kind of do that now i would i would definitely um get on board for the bread and the Orange juice, yeah, but not just the milk. Yeah, I think they charged a bit more than usual. If you're getting fresh stuff, that's pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
I used to, again, this is like a bit similar to last week. Um, I once broke into, when I was a kid, into a, into a dairy place. You're such a criminal, Jed. Um, but again, it was to play football. Because I don't know why we always had to break into someone to play football, but because it was like a big open wide no, space. Parks? No, there was loads of parks. Laura. There was loads of parks. I can't remember why we did it now. Just because we could, I think, and because they had stuff that can crates to make goals and stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that's my. I've admitted a lot of crime here. It's um, it's a bit weird. Um, so yeah, so um, we see Crichton is trying to uh, repair Talkie Toaster. And you may remember him from like uh, series two, uh, because Lister smashed it to pieces with a lump hammer um, and threw it down the waste disposal. But luckily, um, Crichton managed to save it. And and Lister was kind of annoyed at the fact that the toaster would just pester him for toast all the time. Understandable. Um, I'd be. No, I love too. toast. I wanted. I don't know if I should be saying this or now, but I wanted to do a. Um, um, a, a do you remember what I told you? I wanted to start a toast company. No, you didn't did tell I not me tell this. you this? And I've had this plan for ages. I was gonna. I, was, I didn't know what you were gonna say. Then I feel thinking, please God, not another podcast. No, <laughs> no, it's a yeah toast podcast <laughs> uh, called the Toast of iTunes. Um, no, it was um, a business plan basically because I love toast and toast is cheap. To have like a little shop, a little cafe that only sold toast, and it'd just be called Just Toast in Shoreditch. It would probably be yeah. something like that. Yeah. And be like knocked down by like anti-capitalists, um, but yeah, and, and people come in and go, oh, can I have peanut butter on that? No, you just have on toast. The best you'll get is is a little bit of butter. Um, and I think if you buy, if you think a loaf of bread is like, well, it can be anywhere between ATP and like up to two pound if you get, or even more. I think you would do well with different toppings, though. No, it's called just toast. Did you not? Did you not read the memo? Yeah, but just you toast is no, I toast. You know, it's. You have jam, you have butter, you have Nutella. No, but that's not, it's called, it's just toast. It's just <laughs> called just toast. And like, so I would charge one pound, flat rate one pound for one slice of bread. For one slice of toast, sorry. And the toasters would have faces on it with the characters and there'd be a whole storyline about all these all these toasters. I don't think it's going to work, Jed. It's, everyone's told me that, but no, everyone doesn't believe in anything I do and it always works. I be- I'd believe in you if you had toppings, but with no toppings, it's no go. I don't know. Well, maybe I'll speak about it in Forbes magazine one day. Um, <laughs> um, so we've got um, the toaster repaired back to normal and he is just as um, up for pestering the crew of Red Dwarf as he ever was. And... Um, yeah, and just if you remember the fact that he has got artificial intelligence, so he's probably more intelligent than than half the, half the crew. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, probably more intelligent than Holly because Holly has gone gone space crazy. So um, they could actually do wouldn't do uh, wrong listening to that toast every every once in a while. Um, but yeah, um, so uh, what Crichton did to fix him is he used the algorithm or some kind of spacey science thing to reduce the um the lifespan of the toaster but um it actually in- increases the iq of the of the toaster which fixed him somehow and uh so they kind of get the idea that this would work on holly because holly used to be special she used to be supercomputer and again if you read in the books you can see how right at the start that holly is uh, indeed a supercomputer knows what she's doing or here at the time and um is uh and yeah and just could get them anywhere they wanted to um because she had to plan all the mining missions i guess and, and the journeys 
So they want to use this on Holly now to try and get her to find them to get back to Earth, basically. So they go to uh, a what's called the Holly Room um, to perform the experiment. Um, and they basically discuss how they could accomplish this if Holly uh, manages to regain her genius. Um, because um, so far she hasn't been much help. In fact, in, in, up until now, she has, she's not really done anything no, like you say, Daniela. No. Um, and uh, this is kind of di- um, displayed by the fact that when she counts, she smacks her head against the, the screen, which funnily enough is what Daniela does when she uh, <laughs> when she counts. <laughs> so you probably thought it was normal. Um, but I think like, her, her previous IQ was 6,000, wasn't it? And um, so anywhere near that is kind of kind of their aim so uh, they, they they do this and they they um set it up and the experiment is a success but it's more of a success than they first expected because holly's iq is in fact increased do you remember yeah i do remember i don't remember what to Twelve thousand. <laughs> um imagine having an iq twelve thousand. do you know what your iq is I've no idea, actually. I was just thinking about that because I remember when I was younger, the BBC used to do on a Saturday night these IQ tests. Okay. And I used to sit around with my mum and dad, and we used to sort of fill it in. And on the BBC. Yeah, yeah. They they every few months they used to do do one a live IQ test. Oh, on the TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember. Um, Yeah, test the nation or something. Yeah, and the three of us used to used to do that. But that was that was so many years ago, and I can't even remember what score i got yeah there. well so it's not an exact science is it but um, no. um i don't I don't actually know mine would be good if, if i did but um i think it'll be i'm hoping i'd be over 100 yeah <laughs> i mean i think i think you would both be above average do you think yeah well average in the world so. well because like for, for instance um no, no no offense to our american listeners but the, the general iq of america is a lot lower than the iq of most of Europe, but they've got a lot more population, haven't they? Yeah, but this is this is just on on average. I mean, like obviously on the coasts of America, you probably get uh, m- more intelligent people. But when you get into the middle, you get kind of get when they're less exposed to to shiny things and <laughs> get a little bit less intelligent. Really sorry if you're from that area of America. I love America. Don't say a bad word. About it's, it's the same it. as the middle of the UK, really. To be honest, I'm only, jo- I'm only joking, guys. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, we should check that, and maybe on the next episode we'll, yeah. we can reveal our IQs. But I mean, it's if we do the same test, Daniela. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting one because the te- the tests they use, I'm guessing they they're testing you in specific areas. So, like, I'm no, not good at maths, but I'm it's like, not nothing to do with maths. It's I'm, like lateral thinking. Yeah, but I'm like the top percentage of people that know about railway legislation so like my IQ might be low but, but the IQ questions are cause have you ever done the Mensa test no well that's the same thing isn't it yeah kind of but mm. well it, it's to see if you get into Mensa and I've done it and I passed it but like I mean I didn't like go through the application or I've anything I've done MI5 test have you yes I want, I want to work for <laughs> MI5 I'd love I'm not to. allowed to what? Because you're a girl? That is harsh. No, it's just 21st century, guys. It's because guys. I've lived for more than a year outside of the country. What does that got to do with anything? You can never work for MI5 if you've lived for uh, a year, outside more than a year out, outside in a different country. Wow, because they might be a spy or something. I don't know, but that, that's the rules. Okay, well, the first day of my job at MI5, I'm, I'm going to check you out, Daniel, because okay. a year away is, is kind, of, yeah. kind of odd. Uh, if you could increase it to three years, because I spent two years living outside the country, okay. so then I can okay. come back in. 
Thanks. <laughs> okay. Would, would you want to, I would love to be a spy. Yeah. I would love it. When I was a kid, I had a, uh, the Osborne Spy Guide um, where, you, where you learn how to do secret messages to people. And I still know how to do this, the spy writing. Wow. Yeah. And I met um, these sisters, actually, um, who know, knew the spy writing as well. It was really cool. So we were sending spy messages to each other. Um, kind of, kind of sad now. I said it out loud. Um, but, the, but uh, yeah. So Holly is back to um, her best. More than back to her best. She's got an IQ of twelve thousand. Um, only problem is her IQ has shortened, as expected. But it's uh, shortened to uh, well, almost uh, um, imperceptible amount. 3.5 minutes is all she's got to live. Um, she initially thought it's it was... It's not a lot. It's not a lot. What would you do if you had 3.5 minutes to live? I'd eat all the Oreos on this table. Would you? But what about what about your, your self-imposed diet? Well, if I've got three need? minutes to live, <laughs> that doesn't really matter, does well, it? Well, it kind of does because, like, you're, I'm guessing your parents would have to pay for, like, a big coffin <laughs> if you eat all the Oreos. <laughs> yeah, true. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, parents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you ever see that um, that Channel Five show, the the boy whose skin fell off? No, I don't. It watch sounds Channel like 5. a lot more shocking. Well, it is quite shocking, but it's just this, this kid. It was so it was such an uplifting documentary. But um, and even in death, he wanted to make people laugh. Aww. So he on his coffin, he um, he had it engraved "Beans means Heinz." So when they <laughs> so when they're at his funeral, people would see it and laugh and just think, "What's going on?" How sweet! Oh yeah, no, yeah. I can't remember what his name is, but that's a great. It's always it's on it's online if you want to check it out. Um, yeah, so um, Holly is just about to die. So Talky Toaster is having a conversation with her and keeps interjecting and wasting her time. And uh, and yeah, and she kind of like um, says, "Okay, say your one question." And he obviously asks her if she wants any toast. Um, so she turns herself offline to to stop her dying because if she dies they're left alone wandering in space and they can't be trusted to find their way back to earth can they no apparently they've only got like six months to live after she's gone is that right yeah yeah, yeah that's true yeah um which is kind of unusual because you think Crichton's semi-intelligent they can find a way or they can at least mm. find their way to like a planetoid with with breathable air or they'll pass another ship which they can get onto um yeah they've been on uh, plenty of other locations that's true and Crichton and Rimmer don't need much, do they? They, they don't need they don't need the human. Well, I thing. think the when I think the six months was if Rimmer was deactivated. Yeah, yeah. And but then again, if he was brought back to keep Lister sane, what happens if he's gone? Well, with six l- months, I don't think you'd need to stay sane. That is true. That is true. Um, what what if um, so if you had three point five minutes to live, you would uh, just eat. There must be something else you've you've always wanted to do. Okay, okay, let's, let's stretch it. You've got an hour to live. What would you do in an hour? And keep it clean. I don't know. I don't think there's anything I really particularly want to do that I haven't done. I don't know. I'd call up my parents and tell them I love them. And okay. But would you do that? Because that would just like make them more upset. No, because I think it's nice to say goodbye. Okay. Because I've thought about this quite a lot. If I had like a... Especially when I was at the doctors on Monday, I was thinking, okay, if he tells me... When my results come back next Monday... If it goes, oh, you've got like you've got like a few months to live. What would I do? And I would not tell a single person. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. No. What I would do is continue on with the podcast and the last of a podcast. I'd make it a two-hour one and write the. Oh no, Jay. Make, make it a special. <laughs> I'm not editing it. And I'd be, yeah, I'd be like, Daniela, upload this to iTunes and just just die. No, if I had a few months to live, I I would quit my job and travel. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't tell anyone. I'd just go and do just it. Just do it. But people yeah. would think you're nuts. 
If you're going to just quit anything. I think I'm nuts anyway. That is true. That is true. But they don't think you're overweight, Daniela. So I think that's... Thank you. That's one thing that you've got going for you. Um, and and you guys have seen Daniela in pictures. She's not even in, <laughs> even slightly overweight. I think you need to put on weight. Never mind... Uh, Lose weight. Thank you. I'm only saying it's uh, to make her to make her feel because Valentine's Day is coming up, and you're yeah, going to be nice to bought, girls on Valentine's got me a Day. Present. Jed got me a Valentine's present. It was only because I was in the shop just now, and I was like, I wonder how Daniela's it's feeling today. Heart-shaped, and it's got two little lovebirds. All right, all right. Don't let people know that I've got like a heart or anything. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So they're in in trouble if uh, if Holly is out for the count, of course. Um, and so. Um, it, it is difficult because it, is it good for the for the crew of Red Dwarf for Holly to be gone? Sorry, what I'm trying to say is, is it good for the program Red Dwarf if Holly's gone? Um, because I think it would be because it would leave even if it was for six months, it would leave these characters more alone than they've ever been. Therefore, they would do things that they might not have ever done. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I, like I wouldn't miss Holly. No, I mean, I mean, Holly does go away in in future series, but I would like to see if they're really, truly on their own without this potential kind of help that was always kind of explaining things to them. I mean, there is Crichton, of course, who, who kind of fills in for Holly, and I think that's why you haven't missed Holly too much because Crichton's there. Yeah, and you're a, a Crichton fanboy, yeah, fangirl. I am. I am. <laughs> But the last few episodes, I laughed so much, and oh, this one I didn't what? laugh at all. Just with that three and a half Crichton episode, <laughs> yeah. crazy. What are you thinking? Um, so um, the uh, Holly's offline, um, and this leaves Red Dwarf with no navigation whatsoever, and uh, no operational engine core. Um, so yeah, they're kind of stuck. So um, and they've also got emergency battery light lighting, which won't last too long. So they they need to get into the science room to kind of sort this out. Um, so they have to force their way through the kind of doors, which are all kind of electrically operated and not linked up to that battery. So what they do is they use Crichton as a battering ram, which again, being a Crichton mega fan. You must have found... That was amusing. Was it a bit bittersweet? Because like he's helping, but also he's possibly getting getting bashed around. I thought that was a good scene. Okay, that's good. Um, Bit of a a masochist then. No. Okay. But but the client one you love the most is getting his head smashed. can't feel pain. He's a robot. Yeah. But you know, I've been reading recently that by 2050, scientists believe that... Um, sex robots will oh be no. will be the going? norm, and it will just be like will just be like going getting on Netflix. Did, did you read that? I didn't know, but I thought that is preposterous because it'll be earlier than that. It'll be like twenty twenty when that happens. I think genuinely think sex yes, a hundred percent. I mean, there are I, I shouldn't really be going on about this, <laughs> but there are electronic ways for, for for girls and guys to kind of do stuff. <laughs> And it's only logical that they kind of they pull it into a into a humanoid form. And in Japan, they've already um, done that for like a, there's a thousand robots that are in people's homes right now that kind of do that service. Um, so Japan's a weird country. The but they're ahead like of the that. game. We, we copy them. We're, they're ahead of the game. I, w- I was reading at the weekend um, the book Modern Love by Aziz Azari. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he talks about like um, dating and romance in other con- cultures. And he was talking 
about Japan, you went to Japan and the government are investing money to try and get people to date because people aren't getting married and having yeah. children anymore. Yeah. And they have all these different cafes and one you can go to and you lie on a um, a bed right. and a woman puts suds on you and then rubs yeah. up and down. You know, I've, I've been to <laughs> Just Tokyo like, and I've seen what? all those cafes, maid cafes and cat cafes and... I didn't go it's into crazy. anything because it's creepy. There's a robot cafe as well. Yeah, and there's a monkey cafe as well. It's mad. A monkey restaurant, sorry. You've seen that, right? No. Oh my God, Danielle, you love it. Especially I don't like monkeys, they freak me out. It's a restaurant and all the staff are monkeys and they bring oh, you food. Oh, that's quite cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't, well, no, I mean people dressed up as monkeys. No, monkeys. Actually, okay, no, that would freak me out. <laughs> monkeys... They run around it in waiters' costumes. I think they only bring you like the snacks and so they don't bring you like your plate or it's anything. It's not very hygienic, is it? I'm sure they're clean. They're probably cleaner than I humans. I don't think so. But they, like, they, when they, I was they, they lick their bottoms, don't they? Monkeys do monkeys? I don't know. I think every, most animals clothes. lick they're, their bottoms. The monkeys wearing people clothes, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, no, um, and they're wearing little hats as well. It. And I don't want it. And you have to give them like peanuts when they bring you your food. And stuff. <laughs> I don't want to touch the monkey. I think, yeah, I think you have to. Um, but I tried to get, I tried to, um, get um, a reservation, but um, it was like six months backlog. At the time, so <laughs> next time I go, I'll, I'll be prepared. I really Wait, are you going to go soon? You should, you should book yeah. in a reservation now. Yeah, well, well, I don't know if I've got, got enough time. I want to go in May um, to Japan. Um, so who knows? Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> how did we get onto that? Can I open up a Red Dwarf cafe in Japan? Do you think that would work? Do they like Red Dwarf in Japan? Who knows? You can, you I'm can sure s- they would. It's got kind of like Yeah, it's got robots. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and if, if a Japanese... If Japanese girls aren't like having sex with people, uh, yeah, I'm there in May, so like I'll, I'll sort that out. Um, so <laughs> on that night, <laughs> on that bombshell, um, the crew are forced to uh, gather supplies um, because obviously it, it could be a situation where they're without food. So they go around the ship, um, uh, and they don't have the vending machines either because they're all done by electricity, so they can't do anything really. And they can't even cook food. Um, yeah. And what poor Lister's on a bicycle. Yeah, the egg. which Again, is a good thing. It's a great, great visual joke, and uh, but it makes me think like they could probably use that all the time. That kind of like bike set up for because I'm sure there's other instances of Red Dwarf where like they've run out of like um, lights. Actually, in in an upcoming episode called called Quarantine, they could have done with that bike actually for certain things. Well, mm. we'll, we'll come on to that okay. when we come on to that. Um, and yeah, and the uh, emergency lighting and Rimmer's emergency backup hologram light B is active. So there's only a few things that are active. Um, the artificial air um, and the O2 are active. So the artificial gravity is working. So that's their kind of explanation why they aren't floating around the ship and also budget constraints, BBC. Um, and uh, what will happen is if, even if uh, the best case scenario they'll be dead within a couple of months like Daniela said or if they get rid of Rimmer six months um, and Rimmer being the smeghead he is and even though he's already died he obviously doesn't want this to happen so he refuses to be switched off um, it's a bit if, selfish very selfish but this is this is Rimmer in a nutshell and if you remember in the last episode he kind of he kind of owes the crew of Red Dwarf one doesn't he yeah, he needs to take one for the team. He does, yeah. Because he killed everyone in, in his own mind, I guess. And uh, actually, how are you guys liking it, just being me and Daniela this week, by the way? 
let us, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> like, who needs guests? <laughs> we, we never know because sometimes we like having guests and sometimes we like it just, just me and Daniela. Um, what, what do you prefer, Daniela? I like it. It's just the two of us. Do you? Yeah. Oh, why have you turned the lights off, Daniela? <laughs> <laughs> Where did those candles come from? That is so weird. That oh. is so weird. Is that your foot? Oh, Daniela, right. My parents listen to <laughs> I'm this. joking. I'm totally joking. I'm not joking. My mum and dad. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, um, in order to the power all the things that they need throughout their day, uh, they are using that exercise bike. Where he's using it to uh, do all manner of things, such as powering a hairdryer to cook, to fry eggs, which you must hate. Yeah. You just seeing eggs on TV, you, you must hate. Eggs are everywhere. I can't get away from them. It's coming up to Easter. Do you, do you, you should just hibernate. Oh, no, I don't mind chocolate eggs. Doesn't it remind you of real eggs? No. It's just the shape. Okay. Okay. Very, very confusing lady. Mm, it's only the cooked eggs. Like, I, I bake with eggs and I don't have any problem with that. Can you touch, like, raw eggs? Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Could you put a raw egg in your mouth? No. Why would I want to do that? For for for, for giggles? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Next week on Smeg Heads, the Red Door <laughs> no. Podcast. Um, okay, so um, what? So they're, they're doing all they can to kind of like deal with this situation because they obviously don't want to turn Holly back on because she will die. So Crichton and Rimmer are uh, making their arduous, arduous journey to uh, the supply decks to find the, the food that they need um, and possibly something else to help them. Um, and they start to um, have some weird complications with with just reality really i don't know really how to explain it but they, they go into these kind of wavy kind of lines um that kind of speed up and, and slow down time i love this bit and basically what it is is uh, the, the distortion from them uh being close to a white hole which we find out later so what we get is one half of the screen where everything's fast and speedy and the other half is really slow so they speak to each other really slow or really fast and didn't you like this bit yeah it was fine well, well there you go why did you hate it so much i didn't hate it i just you know it was fine it's fine but it, it didn't did make me laugh funny? though come on it made you laugh out loud come on if ant and deck did it that, made you laugh ant- i don't like ant and deck. okay who right if michael fassbender and <laughs> jermaine defoe who plays for tottenham if no he doesn't make for tottenham, oh, he plays talking to football okay what jed uh our, our teams played last night didn't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liverpool lost again in the last minute, to which West we always do. Ham. But you know what? We're already in, in a cup final. We're in the league cup final at Wembley, so we don't need a piddly FA Cup. We've won it loads of times anyway. West Ham really need to win something. Yeah, we do. We haven't in a while. Agreed. Um, and we're still in the Europa League, and we could still get top four. It's not too bad, Liverpool fans. But it does make me. Uh, do you know what? Like, I, loads of good things happen in my life all all the time. Like good good things happen to me. Like. I don't know if it's luck or what, but like I have a lot of good things happening to me. I'm quite lucky. But the fact that I support Liverpool brings me straight back down to earth. Every single day <laughs> I wake up with the fact that I'm a Liverpool fan and life is hell. Yeah, but it's only been that for the last couple of seasons. No, it's been like that for 30 years. Daniela. Well, I'm sorry. It's a West Ham fan. Oh, West We've Ham had fan. it a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, okay? I know. But just imagine... Just yeah, exactly. But you, you've never had a, you've never been a mega successful team. But Liverpool won everything. The most successful European football team, sorry, UK, um, English football team of all time in Europe. Five European uh, trophies. So ha- had that, and 
and now we're at rock bottom. Basically rock bottom. Our manager's great, but anyway, football sucks. Really sucks. Um, okay. Um, and what's Sam doing better than Liverpool at the moment? Yeah. Sorry to segue, guys, but you know, Red what, Dwarf what? And, and Liverpool wears red. So. Shout out to any other hammers out there. I know no. at least one's listening. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind. I don't mind West Ham at all. I, I'd rather they do well than Man United or someone like that. And, and everyone wants Leicester to win the league. Yeah, 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 I really do. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah, it would be good. Um, okay, so uh, they. <laughs> so this is the weird distor- spatial distortion that's happening to the guys, and they have a conversation. And uh, lucky is Crichton because Crichton is clever and he kind of knows what this is. So he's trying to explain it to Lister and Kat. Um, uh, the fact that um, they're experiencing you know, a, a white hole. And this is one of the, again, uh, Daniela, this is one of the standout moments in all of Red Dwarf. What is? The conversation that the crew of Red Dwarf have explaining uh, white hole. Okay. You know this, right? I, I watched the episode. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know it was one of the standout moments. You know, when they, well, this, is a very, this is like an internet meme as well, where Christ, it's a white hole. Um, and Kat says, what is it? And they go on and on and on and on because they're repeating time again and again and again yes, and again because yeah. they're getting close and close to yes. the white hole. And it, to me, I'm probably not portraying it very well, but it's one of the funniest things in all of Red Dwarf, in British comedy, I think. I just found it annoying. It's funny as hell. What are you talking about? I just found it annoying. How, what, what part of it's annoying? I don't know. It's meant to be repetitive and kind of annoying. That's the kind of that's yeah. But it's like after the first couple of times, it's like yes, I get it. Yeah, but that's what comedy. That's what, that's <laughs> what comedy it. is. That's like I don't need to be hammered over the head with my comedy. No, though. but that's the, but that's the funny part. Like you think, okay, this stop now, and then they keep going. What is it? It goes on and on and on, oh. and sometimes I mean I'm I'm no comedy doctor, but sometimes <laughs> in comedy, <laughs> Doctor Fox, the, the repetition of of something again and again and again is funny, like they do yeah. like in the old silent films when 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 like yeah that's not my type of humour I don't think. well you don't you don't like like Charlie Chaplin no. where he's like he's forever getting hit by a broom or no I love all that stuff and uh, and did you ever watch actually because like you've been to France do you know like the films of Jacques Tati no. He's basically the French uh, Charlie Chaplin, and his films are amazing, amazing, amazing films. Mon Oncle, um, um, oh, there's loads of good ones. Um, but yeah, um, this is, to, the, to me, this reminded me of a classic comedy scene. Almost like it, like um, uh, like a it was out of something like Blazing Saddles, but I love Blazing Saddles. This is the kind of joke that would be in there. Like a Mel Brooks film where kind of repetition of comedy. Mm, I don't know. Okay. You got you go you guys out there, tell me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd and at Daniela Phillips with one L if I'm right that this scene in White in White Hole is one of the greatest scenes in Red Dwarf ever. Daniela thinks it's rubbish. I think it's amazing. This this ver- this one scene is actually I'm gonna say this is better than any other scene for laughs. No, I in didn't laugh. It's better. Okay, is this better than um, in uh, Polymorph where Lister's box shorts gets tight? No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it no, is. I don't not. understand. That's, that's not even funny. I don't know why everyone laughs at that. This is funny. This is... It, because when I know it's coming, within the like, first five seconds, I'm already laughing. And it goes on and on and on. And honestly, the laughter inside me builds up so much. It's like a kettle with like someone's put a book on top of it. I think I started checking my work emails at this point. No, that's but yeah, you should have. Did you write back? What is it to people? Because that's why I do. And if you <laughs> ever ask anything on on the internet about this episode, someone will reply. What is it? 
because they think they're funny and actually it is okay. funny I'll, I'll i'll prepare for that on friday yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll put the, put the podcast up and they'll be like what is it <laughs> oh that's gonna happen isn't it don't, don't, don't do that guys it's funny but don't do it <laughs> um and uh yeah so they have this conversation explaining that the fact white hole uh, it's kind of like the opposite of a black hole um so black hole sucks in and white hole spews out time is that the kind of general gist of it yeah i mean i don't think you're meant to like go deep into the science of it but it's spewing out time and matter um just just willy-nilly but you know what i found out because weirdly i am fascinated by black holes the pull of a black hole is is nothing like you know you see in films where like planets and spaceships getting sucked in like whoa yeah doesn't happen a black hole has got the same amount of gravity as earth um or or like anything or the sun obviously if you get into the into the gravity you'll fall you'll go into it but like you can't get sucked in okay well you can't get yeah so if you see one, <laughs> just just like wave. Uh, it's okay. not going to suck I don't you think in. there's any chance of me getting into space. But I don't know. I don't know. If if there's going to be sex robots all over the place by 2050, I think you'll get into space, Daniela. I don't want to go to space. Not even like like Virgin Galactic. No, I, I don't, don't like Virgin Economy. Let alone like <laughs> in space. Don't trust them in space. I wonder if you get if you get there'll be some good films. I bet there would be some good films. <laughs> Um, but I, I'm I'm so up for just getting shot into space. I don't care about coming back. Just imagine I'm in space. That's so cool. If I could volunteer to go go to Mars, like a, like a one way trip to Mars, and just like settle there, that'd be brilliant. I'd love it. Would you do it? Would you become like um, at Damon in The Martian? Yeah, but I would. I'd be like, yeah, get get me back if you want. I'm fine here. I'm drinking recycled urine and uh, and playing crosswords. I'm fine. Okay. I'm cool. Just just chilling. Plan B then. Yeah, and he had, he had music and stuff, and it's fine. As long as Netflix works out there, I'll be fine. Um, and, uh, yeah, so again, that was one of the funniest conversations um, ever in Red Dwarf, just just, to, just so you know. Um, and so, basically, they need that they need help to get out of the situation because um, they are slowly being engulfed by this kind of scientific monstrosity. Um, so they enlist Holly's aid in finding a way out of this, and uh, so they basically bring her back, even though her um, her time is very limited. And she and they bring her back, and because she knows her time is limited, she she's kind of stuttering and um, she's uh, kind of spewing out information like too fast that so they can't quite get it. So um, they uh, so Rim asks asks her again, keeps asking, and eventually she goes, "Oh, Rimmer, you really are a smackhead, aren't you?" And um, kind of like slowly explains to her, to him what needs to be done. Um, so what does need to be done is they need to fire a experimental thermonuclear device into a nearby star, which will cause a solar flare, which will knock a nearby planet into the white hole and therefore plug it up forever. Um, so what Lister does is he sees this and he compares it to playing a, um, is it anti-gravity pool or is it gravity pool? Can you remember? I can't remember, no. One of those. I think they're the same thing. Uh, which he was is a master of, apparently, when he used to uh, be back in, in Scousland, home of Liverpool FC, best uh, uh, football team of all time, five five uh, European trophies. Um, and he he basically says, well, he gets a bit drunk as well, and they're a bit worried because it's listed as the ones who he was going to 
take the shot essentially and he gets really drunk but this is how he did it back in in liverpool so um he says that holly's coordinates are slightly off um and they're like well how do you know holly's got an iq of twelve thousand, and you've got your iq is about 12 um so but this is like trust me i know what i'm doing he just has to get night get tipsy uh so lister takes a shot and it's, it's essentially on screen a, a 3d version of paul i like this this scene was good you like it so there's quite a few like things this, you like in this i episode. like this scene yeah i thought right. this was a good scene okay oh i'm already worried about the smoke and sharks now but because you hate <laughs> it okay but this scene's great again another great scene this is about this is about the fifth great scene in a row now in whitehall okay so uh, Lister takes a shot and uh it, it doesn't work but in fact he was doing a trick shot and uh through a series of 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 uh, galactic events with stars hitting each other and, and, and going around each other's gravities and he manages to, to plug up the white hole with an erroneous planet um, and what happens um, is and she actually he says she rides which is great and they never use that again I think that should have been his catchphrase yeah it's a good catchphrase have you figured out a catchphrase for yourself Daniela? no I'm thinking Look, like, like I told you before, I was thinking sweeter bix for me. I'm going to start oh. saying sweeter bix. I, um, according to my boyfriend, my catchphrase is I'm hungry. <laughs> well, I you say would that be a if lot. You, if you're, like, this is the first time I've ever seen Dan- Daniela not like chow down on, on biscuits and chocolates <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> Um, I got my diet coke in yeah, front of me. She's drinking diet drinks. Wow, you're gonna you're gonna waste away. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> Girls, do you, do you read like women's magazines? No, I don't read any magazines. And if any, apart uh, from Empire, obviously. That's not a woman's magazine. Oh no, I said I don't read any magazines. Oh, okay, I see. Apart from mean, Empire, yeah. Um, yeah, don't don't read women's magazines, guys. It'll just make you feel bad about yourself. Read magazines about films and stuff like that entertainment um and oh yeah or maybe read the magazines that i'm always in (laughs) (laughs) um and okay so uh the trick shot works and what happens is they they arrive back at the point of uh before the white hole kind of infected their lives and uh yeah time essentially um rewinds um and it's before holly was ever a genius so holly comes back as uh dense and as dim as she was before and it was also before they repaired talky toaster as well so talky toaster is another great way to write him out of it and don't forget daniela your friend david ross was the voice of talky toaster sex robot sex robot Crichton. david ross is the voice of talky toaster i'm a fan of talky toaster i want a talky toaster i saw on the internet someone has made their own talky toaster i want it i want a real life i want talky toaster for, for my just toast cafe okay would you come work in my Just Co- Just Toast Cafe? Um, how much are you paying me? I'm paying you in toast, unfortunately. No, I'm not Or coming. at Christmas bread. No. Because uh, heat costs money. Um, and we are... Yeah, and basically, they no one... Well, because they rewinded time, people shouldn't remember uh, what the events that, that took place during the course of the last couple of days. Um, so Chryson takes this opportunity... Uh, <laughs> to uh, ignore his programming and insult everyone because no one will remember it. So he calls uh, Rimmer a smeghead. Which that is was funny. I like that. So, okay. So let me get this straight. You think quite a lot of this is funny. Um, I liked, uh, I didn't think it was laugh out loud, but there okay. was probably three scenes I liked. Okay. Well, that's well, that's good enough. Well, when we come to the smeghead's charts, you can, you can lay down. No, I didn't one. hate it. I just didn't love it. 
Um, I, I think it's great. I mean, it's not in my top three favorite episodes of all time, including the rest of this of uh, Red Dwarf series. But it's it's. I wouldn't make my fine. top ten. Yeah. Um, but what we have now is let's see what the people on reddwarf.co.uk forum thinks of it. If you want to uh, contribute, just go onto the forum, reddwarf.co.uk, and uh, you will uh, be able to um, check it out and, and write your stuff. I, I already know that some people who listen to the podcast have joined specifically for this reason. So thanks very much for that, guys. It's appreciated. So what have they been saying about White Hole? I expect it to be good stuff, Daniela, because they've got good taste. Okay. So DJ McBell says, I really like the episodes of Red Dwarf. Um, to me, at least with my limited sci-fi knowledge, they try to do something different, correct? Yeah, fair enough. In reality, the White Hole's time shenanigans are relegated to two scenes only, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, that's the point. They could have stretched it out, but yeah, it's only a short show. If they were, if it were overused, it would become annoying quite quickly. Episode has a simple premise: the ship's out of power, and the crew have an objective to complete in order to sort everything out. Talky Toaster is more or less the star of the episode. Yes, as long as it's not Crichton. Um, and he ends it saying um, one of his favourites of series four. Slain Monkey says, "White Hole's pretty solid episode, uh, but not up there with all my all-time faves. It's a fun episode with a strong sci-fi idea." But a few jokes fell flat. Holly banging head on the screen wasn't one of them, but it's still a pretty good episode. Simon says White Hole's is my least favourite of series four. Simon, you've usually Simon, you've yes, usually I'm with got you, such Simon. good taste. I'm with you, Simon. Simon, what are you doing? I thought you were on my side, not Daniela's. Uh, he doesn't like it too much, and he calls it stupid. The scene with Lister and Cat trying to run out electrical appliances from an exercise bike is as funny. It's funny as is Talkie Toaster's boot up scene at the start and a couple of others. Uh, but mostly, but mostly, the rest of it's pretty dated. Um, not a great episode. And uh, Billy Casper says it's a bit of a nothing episode for me. That is to say, it doesn't do a lot for me, or at least it doesn't until we reach the pool with planets sequence at the end. Phoebe says I would love to see how the boys would have gone about fixing Holly if they hadn't made the timeline redundant after the planet pool. Uh, Sarah says White Hole always makes me think of Talkie Toaster. I really like the part where Katniss are trying to cook eggs by cycle power. Me too. And he says, I like White Hole. Most of the... Um, I like White Hole. Um, that's, that's all he said, actually. Um, and he's also now left the Red Dwarf Forum under controversial circumstances. Um, uh, Adams Toms, who's just joined to, to post this, said, I enjoyed White Hole. Pretty solid episode. Everyone gets a really solid, good gag. Um... He just talks about the various different jokes in it, and they are all f funny. He likes a bit where, uh, <laughs> where Rimmer says, you jammy goit, when, uh, when Rimmer, when Lister pots the planet at the end, uh, and more of Crichton's broken program at the end, uh, before time is reset, is what he would have wanted. More Crichton laying down the law. Um, and that's it for the, um, the board. And I think half of them agreed with me, and half of them agreed with you. Yeah. So it's 50-50, split Which, people down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had one of those for a while. No, we haven't. And I, I'm, again, I'm a bit worried about the Smeckhead charts, and here it is. Uh, this week, uh, the Smeckhead charts, this is how it's down so far. Polymorph 1, backwards 2, in that number 3, thanks for the memory. And number 4 is Marooned, number 5, Justice, number 6, Better Than Life, number 7, Stasis League, number 8, Quig, number 9, DNA, how is it there? Number 10, Time <laughs> Slides. So where do you think this sits, Daniela? I wouldn't put it in the top ten. I would probably put it in just maybe nine or ten. So where would you put oh it? So no. this is out of like... Because Time Slides 18. is so much better. 
Yeah, you're right. Time slides is better. Um, and below time slides is parallel universe. I think it's better than parallel universe. Come on. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'd, yeah, I, I'll let. I'd. You I'd, le okay. I'd let an eleven. Okay. I will say eleven then. Okay. I'm gonna go okay. with you because I didn't think people on the board would agree with you t that much, but it seems like at least half did. So. Yeah. At number 11, to run outside the top 10 is uh, White Hole, with most, a lot of people's favourites. Uh, if you don't agree with us, or if you, if you do agree with us, let us know on Twitter. And yeah, that comes to the end of the episode. Next week is uh, Joe Sharples as guest from the Red Dwarf Official Fan Club. So if you ever want to join uh, the Official Red Dwarf Fan Club, please do. I think I did when I, when I, was, a, when I was a kid. I didn't. There's only one fan club I ever joined when I was younger. Oh, what was that? It was the Forever Friends fan club. That's the saddest thing you've ever heard. What is Forever Friends? It was a, a stationary. I know set Forever Friends. Really? Oh, my sister was into it. Oh God. <laughs> so you joined a fan club of of some stationery. Teddy bears on stationery. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. Okay, explains a lot. <laughs> I was in the, I was in a few bands fan clubs and also, um, yeah, the Red Dwarf one. Um, but yeah, but this is a, the new look Red Dwarf fan club, um, and it's good because you can get like discounts to things, and they give you news before everyone else, and there's good articles. And Joe will explain it uh, next week, and all about the convention. So we'll get the gossip about all the dirty things that happen what? at conventions. <laughs> I don't know if they do, but I'm assuming. Yeah, well, it will be. We're not getting. I'm only shaking. Um, okay, guys. Well, thanks very much for listening once again to our podcast spread the word tell your friends red dwarf the new red series of red dwarfs coming soon series 12 filming is well underway and it's valentine's day as well so tell someone you love about the smokeheads podcast that's true what give them the best gift the best gift of all valentine's morning cook them breakfast with and stick smokeheads on yeah just playing oh that'd be brilliant i might do that on sunday <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't think i'd be nick's good books because here, because your boyfriend hearing my voice in, in bed is probably the last thing he wants I to do. I think hearing anyone's voice in bed on Sunday, he comes back from Australia on Saturday oh, night. Really? So, okay. uh, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to leave him to it. What's he doing in Australia again? Um, he's on the set of a film. Which film is that? Um, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say. Beetlejuice so. 2, everyone. He's on the set of Beetlejuice <laughs> 2, uh, Lost in Adelaide. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it should be that, shouldn't it? Um, yeah, well, thanks very much. Where can we find you, Daniela, if we wanted to find uh, you? You can find me in Greenwich or alternatively on Twitter at Daniela Monel Phillips. And on Instagram? Uh, Daniela Monica Phillips, if you want to see me Instagram pictures of food. And you can find me... All manner of magazines, but mostly on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E R D, um, on Instagram at Jed Shepherd. Well, I'm not on any other social networks really. Um, you can find my record label, postpoprecords.com. Um, and if you want to see the show notes, postpoppodcast.com slash smakers. Also, have we got enough time? Yeah. Series right. This is an announcement now. So series five of Smakeheads is going to do things a bit different. So instead of getting it one a week, we're going to do and pull a Netflix on you, and we're going to drop. <laughs> what? All this is news to me. Is it? We're going to drop all six episodes at once. So as soon as when series four is finished, we're going to wait a few weeks, and then you're going to get series five, all six episodes at once. 
Um, and the reason we're doing that is because some people like it like that, and we and the Netflix kind of binge watching mentality is ingrained in you. Um, so you can spread it out if you want. We'll give you the choice: listen to all all at once, or one every week, or one every couple of weeks, or whatever you want. Um, but we're going to try it out, and if it if it works out, we'll do it for the future series as well. So let us know what you think about that. Um, it's going to be an interesting, interesting one. And also, you might find that there are adverts in Series 5. So heads up about that too. Uh, but yeah, well, thanks very much for listening once again. Uh, anything, any last words, Daniela? Um, have a good Lent. <laughs> have a good Lent. <laughs> what is that? I'm gonna have a good Lent. It's Ash Wednesday today, start of it's, Lent. It's Ash Wednesday, so listen to um, the band Ash if you can, which listen to 1977, one of the greatest albums of all time. Um, I'm going to wish you happy Valentine's Day for the weekend. Um, hope you get to hang out with the ones you love, or if you don't, to uh, listen love to... Love the one you with. Love the one you <laughs> with, and uh, listen to the Smegheads podcast. So we will see you later, Smegheads. Bye. We love you, bye. Thank you for listening to Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. Smegheads is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcast.com slash smegheads. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smegheads.